Hello, welcome to another edition of CropLife Retail Week. I'm Eric Svilgoy, editor of CropLife and CropLife Iron Magazines. Here again, as always, with my good friend, Laura Sawinski. Laura, how you doing? I'm thank you. How are you? Uh, good. I know that it, based on my, my view of your windows outside, looks like a nice day there in Texas, and it's also a nice, sunny, warm day here in Ohio. So we're both sharing some very good weather. Yeah, well, then let's make this super short so we can get outside. <laughs> I am all for that. Uh, well, ma'am, hey, just listen, uh, I wanted to share with our viewers. Uh, this past uh, week, I actually spent a little bit of time in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, my friends at MFA, of course, everybody who knows the Crop Life 100 and big ag retailers in the Midwest knows who MFA is. And my friend Steve Fairchild uh, invited me to a uh, demonstration of the Sea and Spray Ultimate system that they have installed on one of their giant deer sprayers. So cool. here is a uh, here is a short, and I mean very short clip of the sprayer running through the field. I apologize, I didn't have my stand with me, so I couldn't keep the camera that steady. So that's why it's a short clip, but it'll show you the sprayer going into the field and putting down a blue dye to indicate where sea and spray was spotting weeds and applying accordingly so here is that clip so that was a short short clip of the john deere sprayer with sea and spray going through a, a corn field and then a soybean field um it was a little hard to tell laura as I, again they were putting down a blue dye on the weeds but she might imagine that uh, the burn down was pretty pretty thorough so these fields were not that weedy uh, so in the cornfield, it was very hard to see where the blue dye had actually been applied, but there was in the soybean field one clump of grass, and uh, it was dyed pretty blue, and I got a still photo of that, which I will share with either our online or in uh, print uh, readers uh, in the next couple of weeks here. But again, it was a great demonstration, and of course, my thanks to everyone at John Deere and MFA for the invite. I certainly appreciated it. That's great. Yep. Love that technology. So, hey, so that's the good news. Uh, hopefully you have some to share, too. I know you said before we came on the air, you had a little bit of update on uh, transportation and logistics, some of our favorite topics. So give me some good news, Laura, please. Okay, well, I'll put a, I'll put a good spin on it. And, uh, and there is one. Uh, you know, we'll have to see how it, it pans out. Uh, you've mentioned in prior weeks here the um, Black Sea Grain Initiative. Um, this week in the last, actually even last week, um, Turkey, Russia, Ukraine, and the UN have been meeting to see if they can resolve differences about, um, Russia wanting certain demands, um, as, you know, the, it was supposed to expire on May 18th. Right. Russia hasn't been agreeable to extend it until they get certain demands met, um, which seemed like a, a long shot given the demands they were asking for. However, um, the Turkish representative um, said this week that he felt positive about the nature of the talks, and, and so hopefully there's something that can be work, worked out, um, which really we're all hoping for. Um, the, uh, the latest stats from the U.N., um, exports of Ukrainian grain in April were down 29 percent, 
and actually um, they've been consistently pretty much um, falling in in re recent months, so that's not good. And then um, as of May 9th, uh, Reuters is reporting that 62 ships um, are waiting in Turkish waters uh, for the green light, if you will, to get in there to load up the drain um, and get it it moved moved on out. So, um, really hoping that you know the May 18th de deadline doesn't bring everything to um, an absolute halt, and that maybe we can see uh, see some mo some movement, which would be great. Um, one more stat: uh, last year, Ukraine supplied more more than half of the World Food Pro Program's global wheat grain procurement, as was the case in 2021 as well. Uh, the single largest recipient under the grain deal is China, by far. Okay. So 30% of all grain exported from Ukraine, um, followed by Spain. So we'll, we'll keep our eyes on this, but at least we were encouraged to hear that um, the Turkish folks think things are moving in the right right direction. Now well, our fingers are crossed, of course, and no. I know that uh, we'll be recording our video next week, probably in and around May 18th, so maybe we'll know something more definitive and be able to share with our viewers what the latest is, so, but on that one, stay tuned, so. Yep, absolutely. No, all right. Well, speaking of moving stuff around, logistics, transportation, and such, um, actually, our good friends at the Mid-America Mid Croplife Association, MACA, mm -hmm. uh, are actually getting ready to hold uh, on June 6th and 7th a, uh, a special session called Product Supply Challenges, looking at transportation and logistics. And like I said, that'll take place on June 6th and 7th in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, there's going to be a tour of uh, Helena Industries plant as a part of that, but they're going to have speakers from uh, many companies we know in ag, of course, Corteva and Nutrien and Abaugh. Um, but they're also going to have on board a couple of speakers from places like Walmart and people talking about rail transportation as well. So if you are interested in attending this, you can visit the MACA website, maca.org, and uh, find information about it. Like I said, coming up here June 6th and 7th in Des Moines, Iowa, one of our favorite cities. And, of course, that gives us a great segue to talk about something we have going on in Des Moines coming up in July. Indeed. Well, we are super excited. And uh, just, you know, honestly, we, um, myself and our colleague Eric Davis, we traveled to Des Moines last summer um, to meet some of the folks that we would be working with this year um, uh, for Tech Hub Live, which again, Tech Hub Live in Des Moines this year or July 24th through the 26th, uh, Monday through Wednesday. And um, what a what a great town. It was a lot of fun. We um, really enjoyed the proximity, the convention center right there with hotel close to downtown, um, close to play, uh, places to um, to visit, nice little uh, ski, skating park, skate park. Um, so it was great. So certainly excited to get, get back there. Um, Tech Hub Live, um, wanted to mention to our viewers that we have um, the schedule. Um, we have the panel uh, titles and descriptions up on the website, um, techhublive.com slash schedule. We have, um, similar to last year, quite a range of topics that we'll be discussing 
we are finalizing uh, speakers this week and next, and we'll have um, some speaker names up there, as well as um, uh, we expect to have our keynote final, final, finalized as well. I wanted to um, make sure that our viewers know to swing by the website, uh, check out our agenda. Also, uh, don't forget about Women in Ag Tech. Our first in-person meeting will be on that Monday, July 24th in Des Moines in the afternoon, uh, 2 to 5 p.m. or 5, 5.15 if we want to have an extra glass of wine <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> and then the kickoff party for Tech Hub Live um, starts that evening, Monday the 24th at 5.30. So um, by all means, check out the agenda. We're updating uh, the website with uh, with details for the panels and everything we have going on. You and I are going to be doing fireside chats again this year, which were great. Um, we have the tech talks, we have round tables. Um, so lots, lots to offer. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I know the fireside chats. I know last year I was, uh, I, I think I did nine of them, maybe 10. Oh. I can't, I can't remember the exact number, but I thoroughly enjoyed everyone I talked to and I thought they all shared some really great information and, uh, well, you know, in the coming weeks here between now and Tech Hub, of course, we will ask our videographer to dig up some of the videos that we had made while we were putting those together last year. And we can share those with our viewers and let them know that there'll be more to come after this year's event. So, yes, like Laura said, check out the website for yourself. Check out the schedule. And if it all sounds interesting, which I'm sure it will, please join us in Des Moines in July. We'll look forward to seeing you there. What I really liked about the fireside chats, honestly, is the booth that we were in and similar this year, we'll have a really casual format, the little Ottomans um, in the booth. So folks walking by could, you know, kind of drop in real, real quickly and listen to who we're speaking with then or just stand in the back and, you know, carry on. But um, it's great. I, I love the format, the director's chairs. It was casual. And like you said, lot, lots of uh, great things to talk about. Yeah, and although, well, well you didn't mention the casual, I suppose I'll need to mention that for myself, I, last year, you'll notice in some of the videos, if we run them from last year, I was wearing a suit and tie, but that was because uh, while I was doing most of the tech talks on first, I was standing on stage. So I was always taught if you're a speaker, you dress up. Uh, a lot of people were just wearing coat, but I actually full, full wedding on a garb. Um, so again, this year, if, even if I'm dressed in a suit and tie, I'm still approachable, come up and say hi and don't feel intimidated. It's just because I want to look good on stage. That's all. <laughs> you can just rip off that tie real quick, you know, flop down on the director's chair. And... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I know there, I remember I, the name of the restaurant, there was like a restaurant years ago. I heard about the fact that. If you went in their restaurant with a tie, they would cut your tie off and then hang it from the ceiling. Oh. And uh, <laughs> which one that is? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't, I can't remember which restaurant that was, but I was always very self-conscious about where after hearing that story, just in case I walked into the wrong restaurant, because I don't have that many ties, but the ones I do have, I really like. I would not want to lose one of them. So, uh, all good. Now good. <laughs> all right, Miss Laura. Well. Let us finish this on a strong note. Time for your favorite segment. It's time for Fun with Numbers. Hey, 
All right, ma'am. I got to tell you, I when I was putting this one together and I was reading it over, I'm like, one pretty tough. So, oh, okay. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that you can get this one because I'm I'm afraid I may trick you again, but I'm hoping not. I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed. All right. What so do you this got? week? Your number is eighteen percent. Okay. All right. So is eighteen percent a the projected decline in net cash income for growers in 2023? Is it B, the expected increase in seed costs for 2023? Is it C, the uptick in Iowa farmland value for April 2023? Or is it D, the approximate amount of sleep my dog allowed me after returning from my most recent trip? <laughs> I've known that because it would be much, much higher or much, much lower. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was only like, gone overnight for this trip, but and I've been gone longer trips, but for some reason, me just being gone for a single night, she was more excited when I'm than when I'm gone for a week, maybe because she got used to the fact I was never coming back because dogs live in the eternal now. Uh, gone a week, but one day gave you know she had enough memory to think, oh yeah, he'll be back any minute. And the minute showed up, and yes, she wanted me to pet her all night long. So, uh, our little dog. Love. She's such a sweet. I know. I know. Right. What? Jeez. Um. <laughs> to me, these all seem like they could be viable answers, but I am going to go with. A. Yay! You got it, ma'am. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, wow. not, that it, not that it's a good thing, but... So what's guessing, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was saying, not that, not that it was good news, it was positive, but this was from a USDA report where they were talking about their projections for net farm, in or net cash income for farmers uh, here in 2023. It, it remember in 2022, farmers had a really good year, $162.7 billion in net income. They're expecting that to fall by $30.5 billion, which is about 18.2%. Um, and unfortunately, they're saying, you know, higher input costs, higher transportation costs. There's still some issues with fuel and diesel. Uh, that's all cutting into profits, of course. Uh, it was interesting, too, the... Uh, the report had a map in the country where the biggest declines are expected to occur. Uh, I was surprised to see that the New England state work and also upper Midwest, Wisconsin and Michigan were expected to have the largest declines year over year, about 30 percent. Uh, Florida also was going to expect it to be off about 24 percent. So I know, you know, back in the day, citrus greening was a big deal and apparently is still causing problems in the state of Florida. Oh. Uh, it looks like performing the best would be like states like Louisiana and Arkansas. It looks like their projected oh. declines in a net farm income are only going to be about 9% this year. So um, again, and, and, and folks, if you're interested, check out the USDA uh, website. You should be able to find that information for yourself. But yeah, fingers crossed that maybe things will be better than expected. But, uh, right now, looking like 18% decline. So, yeah, good job getting the question and answer correct. I am I am very proud of you, ma'am. Nice job. Great. Feel, yeah. I'm, feel, I'm feeling good. You know, this has been a couple weeks now, right? 
<laughs> so I say, get you back on the winning track. So maybe you'll be starting a new trend moving forward. So exactly. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this edition of Crop Life Retail Week. I'm Eric Svilgoy. On behalf of myself and everyone here, we'll see you again soon. If you have questions or comments about today's episode of Retail Week, contact us by email or Twitter or type your message in the comment section below. Your feedback is important to us. We will try our best to address your thoughts in next week's episode and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel.